Welcome to In Our Own Defense Podcast. We're your host, Attorney A.B. Winters, founder and managing attorney of VeteransDefender.com, and Dr. Dolores Tarber, licensed psychologist. For more information about our podcast, go to at In Our Own Defense at Instagram or via email at InOurOwnDefense at gmail.com. At In Our Own Defense, our mission is to share truths and create dialogue while increasing our listeners' awareness of a variety of concerns to, in order to help you foster a holistic wellness plan and have realistic action plans to encourage wellness and goal attainment. In Our Own Defense podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice and is not a substitute for any healthcare professional. Instead, all information, content, and materials available on this site are for general informational purposes only. Welcome to another episode of In Our Own Defense Podcast. Dr. Tarver, I'm really excited about this guest that we have today. In this episode uh, of In Our Own Defense Podcast, we're, we're going to um, have the articulate, uh, emphatic, charismatic Reverend Richard Allen Washington Sr. joining the show. He's going to discuss with us spiritual coping and the coronavirus and strategies for faith-based communities uh, to navigate through the uh, COVID-19. So, you know, one of the things that I've been noticing, Dr. Tarver, is, um, you know, there's been a decline in uh, giving once we're in these crises. So churches are, are, are running uh, short on budgets, financing uh, becomes issues uh, for the church. People are questioning uh, the very nature of their faith. These are challenging times when I believe this is a, the, the most important time to cling stronger to uh, your faith and your spirituality uh, and get access to tap deeper into your relationship uh, with your higher being. And um, one of the things that we, we've noticed in the news that everybody harped on there in Baton Rouge, where my office headquarters is, is that, you know, there's a pastor that was defiant and um, leveraging his First Amendment rights. Uh, and there's been a lot of debate about that. So I'm really excited that we get to kind of explore some of this information uh, with Reverend Washington. And so uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, we definitely have the right guest and uh, Reverend Washington. I know he's going to tell us to call him Richard, but um, a lot of people are struggling with this balance between if, if uh, coping, one of the ways that I cope is by going to church, physically going into the space of, of church. Um, and, and, and I am connected by being around other believers. And I, I, I recognize the importance of, of tithes and giving to, giving to be able to encourage ministry to continue. Uh, when people start telling me, hey, I can no longer access the church in that way. I can no longer connect and give in that way. Uh, people really struggle with that. And I, and I think that a lot of ministers are, are trying to figure out that balance between how can I engage my, my congregants? Because we know that congregations have a, a range of ages in them. Some people aren't able to really get onto social media. They don't have computers. Um, all of these issues may be in rural areas where they don't have connections. Uh, and so uh, pastors, I think, are struggling with trying to figure out, hey, how, how can I still connect with people? And also church as a business, um, we have to keep the lights on. We have to uh, pay for all of these things that we have in place. So I think a lot of people are watching closely to see how ministers are responding in this in this pandemic. And, and I think we have the right one in Pastor Washington to help us explore some of those issues today. Well, that's a, uh, I think that's, that's a whole nother spin on it. I, you know, a lot of that, I didn't even think about the business aspect of it. But this is this is intriguing. This is interesting. I know that people want to have this dialogue. So 
Uh, if you don't mind, Dr. Uh, I mean, Dr. Tarver, can you introduce our guest and tell us a little bit more about uh, Reverend Washington? It is my sincere pleasure to introduce Reverend Richard Allen Washington Sr. Uh, again, he'll probably tell us to call him Richard, but he is a third generation minister and an uh, elder in the Methodist faith group. He has been preaching the gospel since he was a teenager and has been in pastoral ministry since 1997. He has the unique responsibility currently of leading a historic AME church, St. John, which is 150 years old. He has a lot of credentials. I won't go through all of them, but he is currently working on his doctorate um, in theological education and development. Um, and uh, he is he actually was in Latonia, Georgia, which is a larger area outside of Atlanta uh, and brought 525 new families into the ministry. Um, and is, is saying of the church beyond the walls uh, became well known. Uh, two of his greatest accomplishments are his kiddos, um, Lauren and RJ, and he'll probably say those were the greatest things that he's done. But without further ado, that is Reverend Richard Allen Washington Sr. All right, good deal. Well, welcome to the show, uh, uh, Richard, Reverend Washington. So uh, welcome to our show. Woo! We're so happy to have you. We're so happy to have you on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Let me thank both of you for the kindness of welcoming me. You guys are such great hosts, and I'm looking forward to this time with you. So, well, thank, well, thank you so much. We're going to jump into it because there's so much we want to cover with you, and we want to make sure that we can get some of these questions that the listeners have been uh, asking us. That you know, this pandemic is all it is just completely altered our lives. This is a new normal. I don't even know if we can call it normal, but it has done so much to change us in a variety of ways. The church has often been a place where people can take refuge in times of crisis. It has been that safety net, but it's also been the enrichment point. It has also been the point, that balance where we can re-engage life after going to church. So how has the church been impacted from your perspective? Thanks for this uh, opportunity again, and, and certainly let me let me be clear: nobody in church has the right answer. Um, this is, I think you said it right. It's it's a new normal, and with the new normal comes the reality that we have to try different opportunities and get different things from those opportunities. So, I want everybody to recognize that nobody is going to have the right answer right now. We are basically in a I share it with a friend of mine, this is the best time to be a minister because now you can try anything and it's possible that it'll work. Hmm. And that's something that often the, the faith group community doesn't realize. We like for the faith group community, want you to have everything perfect, know all the answers. Nah, not in 2020, we ain't rolling like that. Um, realistically, the church is not gonna have all the answers. However, the church will be a place where you can try to gain understanding for the times that we live. So the church is impacted in so many different ways, but I wanna be clear, we don't have all the answers right now. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> the only thing we can tell you is that there is a God and you ain't it. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a takeaway. <laughs> Um, well, can you talk a little bit about, uh, because I know, um, as Attorney Winters pointed out, um, pastors, you said uh, none of you have the right answer, um, which, uh, of course, speaks to that you're all doing different things. Um, right. what, are, what are some of the challenges that religious leaders have faced um, in deciding how to manage ministry during this time? 
Um, how do you reach people that may have limited neck technological abilities? How do you reach people that still want to come to church and want you to be able to figure out ways to, to make that happen for them? Because that is a place where they, they garner support. Sure. Well, one of the, the greatest challenges is finding a way to provide messages of hope, encouragement, and still trying to develop the religious beliefs of people. Because right now, the, belig the religious beliefs of people are being challenged. And so some are turning away and some are looking for greater understanding. That, that is one of the greatest challenges, how to provide messages of hope, encouragement, and develop religious beliefs. And then my favorite is how to improve the character of each believer during these difficult times. I want, um, it's important to note that right now, uh, character is not what is what what happens when things are easy. Character is revealed in times like these. And so when, when ministers of the gospel see how the character of a society is, because right now the character we see in this society is corruption. I mean, it's it's corruption from politics to mental health to the pharmaceutical companies. There's a lot of politics and there's a lot of corruption in that. And so what we are seeing as, as faith, faith groups is the character of the country and the character of the world. And when we see that, <laughs> we've got to do a better job at providing healthy improvement characteristics. That's 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 and I like the way that you I like the way that you said that, uh, Richard. If you if you look at it from this perspective though, so um you you talk about the corruption that exists, you know, definitely corruption is in and politics is definitely there and uh um in the pharmaceutical realm mm -hmm. what what is the difference when when we are looking to talk about the construct of religion and or spiritual coping when we're dealing with this how, how do how do you how does a parishioner deal with that how does how do i reach out to you are you still keeping those logistically are you able to still keep like some sort of office hours where they, you can they can schedule an appointment and call and talk or talk to some of your your uh, sub ministers or assistant pastors, uh, are you able to get, are you able to still give that spiritual coping counseling that you're able to do? And, and what's the difference between those terms? What is religion uh, versus religious versus spiritual? And what are those terms? How do you define those terms? It's a great question because we live in a culture right now where people are really confused as to what. Uh, religious versus spirituality is and this is a great question i'm excited about it and so what i want to give you an opportunity to understand is one thing is that we call this not just coping but we call it therapy care and what we there's a discipline it doesn't get much respect but it's getting it's gaining ground there's a discipline about pastoral care and therapy and and what what it tries to do is to be the spiritual side of what the psychological uh, side of life gives when when you have issues of understanding society you go to a sociologist when you have issues uh, with your health you go to a, a doctor a medical when you have issues with your mind get your mind right <laughs> and then helping you comprehend life you do what? You go to a psychologist. You can also come to a professional a spiritual caregiver and you receive support 
and the kind of direction that's necessary. So when you say coping, it comes with uh, spiritual therapy as well. Now, one thing that I want to be clear on that I'm trying to do at this time is to help people understand that we are trying as a church, as a community of faith, to provide guidance, to nurture your relationships, to provide a sense of care for your soul. And one of the things that the faith group community is is definitely suffering right now that people need is, as uh, Dr. Tarver said earlier, the church is the place where you go to receive some some kind of sanctuary. We call it in the spiritual therapy area or, or spiritual care area, we call it, it is your refuge. And right now, the challenge is creating an atmosphere of, I would like to call it nurture and safety mm. in these times. And how I'm doing that is old school. Now, now, listen, when was the last time you got an actual letter in the mail? When was the last time you got one? Mm. From, not from oh. a not, not, not a from correct collector. When was the last time you got an actual letter in the mail? Mm. Believe it or not, um, people, <laughs> I know I do, <laughs> when I get a letter in the mail from, from whether it's a card or just a note saying, hey, I appreciate you for doing this, there's a sense of warmth. And there's a sense of encouragement in that. And guess what? You can pull it out at any time. And it's a visual documentation that you matter. Right now, the spiritual world and the religious setting needs to remind people that regardless of COVID-19, you still matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's, That's what we're working hard to do, to share with people that in the midst of pandemic, you still matter. And, and here's something I want you to take a look at. There's this cat that came from the hood in a place called Nazareth, right? He was uh, dark skinned, he had dreadlocks, and he was real outspoken. He, he actually, I'm gonna say this, he pissed people off in high places, and he made friends with the, the roughnecks of the world. And one thing that he did was anybody who was experiencing a personal pandemic, he welcomed them to be a part of his crowd. Mm. And right now, COVID-19 has made people feel like lepers. Mm. And, and, and with a leprous community, they have to stay away from everybody. But this cat risked hanging with this, pe- this group of people so that they might feel the sense of warmth and, and support that I was talking about. So the church still has to remember that's your mission. Mm. Even in pandemic moments, we have to provide that. And you do it one, I've decided, write letters or go old school, get a pen and a piece of paper, write it and drop it in the mail. Mm. That's one. The second thing is to do what your mom and your daddy used to tell you. When you, they would tell us when we were in college that we don't what? We don't call them out. There you go. Mm pick up the phone and call me. Kid Dogs Holly, you see how you spoke up first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, you know, it is. it's funny that you say that because, right, so we're, we're having to figure out different ways to reach people who can't necessarily get on Facebook Live or 
or can't right. necessarily get on um, on social media. But now I will also say to you, right, because I, I hear this a good bit since you brought up Jesus uh, for that Nazareth, uh, Nazareth ref- reference there uh, for your Sunday school scholars. Um, people are making the statement, Jesus is going to cover me. So no matter what I decide to do oh, yeah. during this time, <laughs> I am covered in the blood. Um, and so as, as we are talking about reopening churches and here in Georgia, where we both are, uh, they are open, uh, according to uh, your governor. Um, what are some of the things that you would encourage people to consider uh, as they make decisions about how they want to attend worship? You know... And um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Dr. Tarver used to live in a place called Athens. We both did, right? And so Athens is actually where Dr. Tarver's governor is from. <laughs> so, so, so Dr. Tarver and, and Governor Kemp might be partners. <laughs> just keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they used to live in the same place. Um, and uh, I'm just wanting you to, to be clear on that. So. Um, next, I want you to check something out. You, you mentioned something, people saying they're covered in the blood. And let, let me just say this. You may be covered in the blood, but guess what you're going to do? Die in the blood. <laughs> if you go out there, <laughs> you're going to die in the blood. The, look, Jesus Christ was no dummy. And I'm going to tell you how I know it. Because in scripture, one night, they were about to get him. Like the, the police came with their trumped up charges. Uh, the law had given them jurisdiction over him and they were about to grab him uh, scripture says they were about to seize him and and look jesus says hey it ain't my time i'm out and he he left okay common sense is what is necessary common sense um i'm gonna say this church leaders are not just ministers or those who serve as pastors but they're also the trustee board and and you may if you're baptist a deacon board or if you're Methodist stewards, officers, that decision must be made as a corporate family. Now, in that decision being made, let us be very clear. It is still unsafe. I, I personally, as a church leader, made a decision and sent letters to the church family stating that we are not opening. We are remaining closed and we will wor- worship virtually as we have been doing for the last seven weeks. Um, here's the challenge that people are having you want that remember that sense of warm community right now and people need to see each other because that's what the community of faith does it's 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 to let you know that you're not in this alone and presence that what we call the ministry of presence is what people are aching for Uh, there are so many ways to be present with your parishioners right now so many ways and one of them is what we've been talking about daily phone calls weekly phone calls also this new thing called zoom uh facetiming there, there are so many ways that we can connect and see one another now, that, that, and I, I think that's you know i think that's interesting richard you know you 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 bring that how you guys are talking this technology piece and and we've talked about it, you know, where people are saying that they're, uh, you know, covered in the uh, covered in the blood and and don't want to be covered with blood and and, uh, and and dying from this COVID. One of the, you know, one of the important challenges is 
what's going to happen next? What what will the face of the faith-based institutions, uh, you know, as we survive this crisis, because we believe that we will survive this, uh, what's going to be the long-standing changes uh, and, and what are some recommendations as we move forward? Well, one one thing is it's not going to go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. We can we can go ahead and get used to this. This is not going to be something that goes away. Mm-hmm. What churches can do is make an investment in technological equipment and make an investment in technological ministry. It is it is not going away. Even when we come back together, whenever that might be, whether it's 12 to 18 months from now, whatever that, whenever that might be. We need to be clear that there are going to be some stipulations to how many people gather. And with that in mind, it's so important that you first start making preparations for a better virtual experience. And that means for churches that are unfortunate, um, not as strong in in numerical senses as other churches, this means that you're going to have to start coming together to create mm. a larger church with two or three smaller churches coming together. And listen, <laughs> uh, Dr. Tarver knows this, in some places in the United States, Anthony, there are churches that have 10 members on one corner. And then you go to another corner and there's a church that may have 15. And then right around the corner from there, there's a church that may have 25. Well, individually, there's not very much they can do economically to create a a better technological ministry but together they can come together and have a stronger network that's one thing so churches need to invest in improving their technological ministry their virtual ministries secondly look at coming together in ways to make their church stronger okay and third (laughs) this is the exciting part we've got to make a priority of prayer and meditation. Right now, the anxiety level of the spiritual community is high. They look, they need volumes. Mm. <laughs> they need Xanax. <laughs> they, they need a whole lot of stuff to stay calm. And and look, some folk are drinking more, some folk are smoking the herb more. Some people are just uh taking to eating more. Whatever whatever the uh crutch is there's an increase in it. Now, here's what's, here's what's important. The way to combat that spiritually or religiously, whichever you, you, you choose, is to prioritize prayer and meditation. Churches need to, to, to specifically have a period of time throughout the day and the week where they give their members an opportunity to virtually get together or to individually create a small room now, in the, in the African-American tradition, we call it a prayer closet, but there needs to be a literal prayer closet where at a certain time, people go into that room and they spend 10 minutes. If you can't do 10, spend five with a sense of serenity there so that your soul is settled. Because what the here's what the faith group community can offer this world right now. We can offer what cannot be purchased over a counter. And in truth, what's going to get this country and the world through is what's not going to be purchased over a counter. And that's what the that's what the faith community can offer. 
we can offer something that that isn't offered over the counter that is and, and that's exactly that's I think it, you, you're reading my mind yes. or something because this That's is your favorite. Dr. Tarver and I know that I, I, I speak on these yes, things. That's your your all favorite the, topic. Those three, those three <laughs> are the things that I say the way ahead. I, I've, you know, military strategist, all of this lawyer and all of this advisor, you know, to ambassadors. I've always thought, what's next? So what? Now what? Now, you know, you just gave us three so what now what's that i always talk about we have to live in a space of meditation centering ourselves serenity and surrendering to our heart being and then two we've got to become more technologically advanced because some of the stuff we just waste a lot of time like i've learned to be so much more efficient in my business by not having to travel through traffic to work and just leveraging this opportunity to get better hey, but hey. that that thing you said about you know synchronizing our effort you know, uh, getting together, uh, streamlining. We're all doing the same thing in a small hometown of 13,000 people in my hometown. There's probably 60 church congregations. And that's laughable uh, to have that many because you're right. It's 10 people here, 10 of five. And really, we're talking about people who are actually moving the church forward, five or 10 people. And so uh, as, as we come to a close here in this, this episode, uh, I want our, our listeners to be able to take away what you've given us today, Urban Washington. This has been uh, this has been so enlightening and teaching us how to be uh, spiritual, uh, spiritually coping, how we use and leverage religion right now at this time to get better, to get closer to our family, our church family, get stronger with our leaders, getting stronger, learning how, you know, trying to develop themselves and strategic strategies laid out well laid out strategies for the faith-based community. So we have been such an honor, uh, so honored to have you. Uh, Dr. Tarver, do you have any any follow-up for uh, uh, Pastor uh, Washington? I just want to thank you again, uh, my brother, for coming on uh, the show. And and also um, let let people know how they can access you, access your ministry um, before we we get out of here. Well, check this out. in, a, in a, a moment of vulnerability, let, let me share this with you. You mentioned something about synchronizing uh, quicker, doing things. And, and what's so amazing is right now, ministers are having to cut the fat off of sermons and Bible studies because once you have a virtual experience, you don't have all day. So you got to be to the point, which is great. Cut the fat out. Give people what they need and piece them out. The second thing is I need for the faith community to do this. Remain engaged. Um, no matter how you do that creatively, just remain engaged with people. That's all we need right now. Remain engaged, whether it's a daily devotional, like I said, the prayer community, uh, the sanctuary that you create in your homes, stay engaged with one another. And uh, the way that you can connect me, what's is interesting is, is the church that I'm serving, 150 years old, had no YouTube channel. And so right now, I'm utilizing YouTube because it's the best way, YouTube and um, Facebook and simply daily devotionals I send out as far as Texas. I send a daily devotional out every day, have done it for the last couple of years. And if anyone would like it, I would be grateful to send to you my, my number, my church number that you will get me at any time is area code 706-633-6027. Two seven. Send a text message. Don't call. Send a text message 
and I will be grateful to communicate with you a daily devotional. And uh, the YouTube channel that our church uses is St. John uh, AME Church. And it's St. John AME Church. And uh, you can connect with us at any time. And I'm just grateful uh, for this opportunity to hang with two amazing people, uh, Anthony and uh, Dr. Tauber. All right. Well, thank you so much, Richard, again, for being here. And if you don't mind, can you give us that daily devotional number? We know St. John AME Church on YouTube, but uh, daily devotional number is 707-706-6023-6027. And if you text, you will get a daily devotional every day, Monday through Friday, every morning. That is awesome. And I think that is that is leveraging this technology, leveraging this situation. And instead of wallowing in it, we're we're changing it to change lives. Uh, We have we have had the absolute pleasure and privilege of having our reverend uh, Richard Allen Washington, senior with St. John AME um, here on in our own defense podcast. Uh, We've been discussing spiritual coping and the coronavirus strategies for faith based communities to navigate this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, This concludes this episode of In Our Own Defense podcast. We've been your host, Attorney A.D. Winters and Dr. Dolores Tarver. For more information on our podcast, please follow us on social media at Instagram at In Our Own Defense and on email, defense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.